Good day. Welcome to BusinessWorks. This is Hal Alpiar along with my co-host, Johnny Stites. Johnny, say hello. Hello there, world. We're glad to be with you. We're going to be talking a little bit today, uh, following up on the last discussion or one of the recent shows on the subject of mission and vision and what the differences are. We also want to take from that and move into a direction of talking about marketing, what the ingredients and functions of marketing are, and then that will move into the next couple of shows of discussions about branding and how that all fits together. Johnny, we had discussed this idea of mission and vision, and uh, I think at some point, and we had a couple of questions here from listeners, at some point, I might have represented it in an incorrect way. I think what I wanted to say is that the mission of a business, in my experience, has been that that's the journey. That's what we do every day. It is is how we behave as a business, what it is that we seek to do on a day-to-day basis and, and how we like to contribute to that thinking. And then the vision part is really more to me like a destination. That's where we want to end up. And so the mission is what we would tend to publicize as part of what we represent to the public. And the vision is something we pretty much keep to ourselves and and strive for that as a long distance uh, goal, so to speak. Is, how does that fit your thinking? Well, I look at it a little bit differently because to me, the vision embodies uh, your core values, which are what define your culture. And no two companies have the same. And your vision has to be something that's uniquely you. It's what you attract. It's it's the values are what attract people to your organization, how you hire and fire and review and reward and recognize people. And these core values are key to the vision. They're not all of it, but they're key because it's so central to every aspect of the company. Uh, we talked about that um, earlier about how important it is for people to decide the ethical behavior of their company. And that's part of your vision, I think. Uh, if you're going to just um, go out and take advantage of people and make the most money you can, no matter what, uh, how you hurt people, I think that that's not helpful. And I think that will eventually be the undoing of your company. So having a clear understanding, uh, a vision, if you will, of who you are and who the company is, is so important as you go forward into the future. One of the examples that um, I I brought along to um, use here and see if it fits with your thinking about this, this is a vision statement from a Putnam County business that says we are invested daily in treating our clients as family. We provide high-quality, integrity-based services and earn our clients' trust by helping to fulfill their individual needs and desires. Uh, We empower our market specialists and support staff to achieve their own individual life, family, and career goals while carrying our organization's mission forward. And it goes on for a couple other points. But so that's really kind of a, a, a banner of um, uh, a, a, a privacy thing. This is kind of the way that the employees 
understand they are moving. It's a direction that they're going. Whereas the mission for this organization is to strengthen our community as we help customers realize uh, their dreams. We seek to provide the decision-making guidance that delivers a sense of personal and professional and family life success. So that's a daily kind of a mission statement for this business. This is Hal Alpiar and Johnny Stites, and we are talking about mission and vision. And Johnny, we seem to have agreeable thinking, but also we we divert at some points. And well, certainly these uh, concepts that they talk about in their vision and in, in their mission statement are exceedingly valuable. They defined a lot about who they are. Uh, most vision statements and mission statements are too long. And that'd be the only criticism I'd have is that you need to crystallize your thinking down because it needs to be something easily understood by the employees, simplified in a way that they can call that to their minds as they're going through the day-to-day operations of the company and not be so complex that they can't remember all the valid points of the mission and vision. But certainly I would say that a lot of their thoughts in there are very worthwhile and uh, lofty goals for their company. Well, when you you know you've talked about vision and mission with me uh, a few times, and w- one of the things, the word that keeps coming up, uh, I wonder if you could address that is is traction, and how does that fit with vision, for example? What what does that mean? Traction sounds like a truck. Uh, <laughs> well, it does on ice. <laughs> um, here's the thing about uh, the vision: if you have a vision and you don't have a traction toward that vision, you're absolutely just hallucinating. Is that momentum then? Is that it's traction is how you're going to get there. And so when, when I coach companies, I coach them to decide the how before they decide their vision because it doesn't matter what your vision is. If you don't have a plan to get there, you're not going to make it. Well, the word suggests digging in digging the wheels into the road kind of or, or something. Is that- yeah, it's, it's like uh, identifying your issues and how you're going to resolve those issues. We have a plan called IDS where you identify, you discuss, and then you solve the issue problem. You don't just keep bringing them up, talking about them, talking about them. You, you bring them up one time and you solve them and that's it. Sometimes it requires that you put in place a new process in your company so the same issue doesn't keep coming up. You could be doing business the wrong way. And if you are, you need to fix that so it's, it's not a continuous issue for the company. It's really important to me, I think, for these people who are out there to have in place how they're going to make sense of uh, their vision and how they're going to get to their vision. And if they don't understand that, then they're going to be... Um, uh, very unlike, it's, it will be very unlikely that they reach their goals and achieve that vision. This is Hal Alpiar and Johnny Stites. A, a number of listeners have asked, by the way, for our podcast information. So if you'll grab a pen or a keyboard, let's take a quick breath here just to say that you're listening to Business Works, and here's the podcast information. Uh, you can get there by going to www.newstalk941. Dot com slash podcast. And, and you can do that 24 hours a day uh, from anywhere. We've had calls uh, about the first couple of shows already from, from Delaware, 
Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey. So you never know, you know where that's going to be. Um, we respond on the air or privately to your comments and questions if you'll email to hal at businessworks, one word, dot U.S. Johnny, we were talking about this mission, vision, um, direction, and traction, and you had mentioned to me during the break about core values and core focus. Can you explain how that relates to this? Sure. Um, the thing about vision is it's usually in people's heads, especially entrepreneurs, but it's very good to get that vision out of your heads and on paper and to really start communicating that both externally to your market but internally to your employees, because if they don't believe in the vision, you get the wrong people. Uh, you know, I want to interject there. You said on paper, and that's really important. And I yeah. want to just mention that I've done a lot of studies on this. There is a physiological difference when you write something down on a piece of paper than when you punch it into a keyboard. Because the, the thought goes from your mind down your arm into your hands into the pen onto the paper. And there is a physiological response mechanism involved that keeps you focused on that and ties you to it much more than if you hit a keyboard and then walk away. It's an electronic entry. And so we, you hear us talk about writing things down. It's not because of being old-fashioned. It's because it really works and it's a better way to do your planning well whether you write it or type it getting it down on paper it, sometimes it sounds differently than it did in your head right so putting it down i think is helpful to crystallizing your thinking and it's um it's important because everybody in the company 100 percent of the people in the company should buy into and support the vision of the company if you have somebody working for you that does not buy into your vision, they can be so detrimental to the company because they're hurting your culture and the vision that creates the culture. So back to your question, the difference between vision, core vision, and core focus. Uh, these core, uh, excuse me, core values and core focus. The values are the things that that are characteristic of your vision. The core focus would be those things that are uniquely your company. For instance, if you had core focus is what you might call your company's sweet spot. It could be a mission statement is defined by some. Stephen Covey called it a voice. Uh, the hedgehog concept was in the book uh, Built to Last by Collins and Porus. Uh, but it's your unique ability as a company. And you have to agree on that and focus on that. It's your, it's what many would call your purpose, your cause, your passion as a company, your unique niche, the things that only you can do so that you have three uniques and you want your customers to know that if they want all three of those items, they got to come to you. So try to find the things in your marketplace that you can do better than anybody else. And if you can get three of them, then you really give yourself a head, head start over your competition. And they also are a filtering guiding mechanism for your company because you do not want to be able uh, to get distracted by shiny stuff that's out there. We call it shiny stuff. It's, what do you mean by that? Well, it's those items that are different from 
what your core focus is. Right. Oh, I see. Like in, contractors are notorious for this. They do great in construction, but all of a sudden, hey, let's go over here and build these apartments. And so they start building and managing and owning apartments, and they don't know how to do that as well. And it's sometimes it can be detrimental to them. So it's important not to let your uh, company get distracted by things that are not core to your issues. Right. What, what what we're talking about is with the presumption that you have done your homework and have refined your product or and or your services so that these ingredients that we're discussing depend on that. We're not suggesting that you do this and then sit down and work out what you're going to sell or how you're going to approach things. Obviously, that has to happen first. So you need to do the basics of putting together what your services are all about and what your what your product line is all about and ha- and who are the people who are going to work with you. And then once that's all in place and you're on a roll, so to speak, and you may already be at that point, then sit down and start to knock out some of these thoughts because this will serve as your guide going forward and, again, putting it on paper. Um, Another thing I might mention talk about, here. Yeah. Is that um, it's important in your communicating to do like good parents do. You've got to have a simple message to your children, and you have to repeat it seven times before they hear it. And so, doing that, we I always say it was like being consistent and persistent. If you're going to be a good parent, you've got to do that. Well, it's the same with your employees. You want to get the message out there seven times. Keep talking about it. It's what you hire with. It's how you fire people. It's how you reward and recognize them. And you need to wordsmith it in ways so that it's very simple for them. Because if it's not simple, they won't remember it, uh, and it'll be difficult. So all you wordsmiths who are listening, this is an opportunity (laughs) to step up and make it happen for these businesses. And you need to really work on a, a little short speech where you're humble and you, you create in this speech examples of where people in the company are actually using the vision. They're putting it into practice to help people understand what that looks like when you do put it into practice. And th- by the way, this doesn't uh, differ for professional practices. So it's the same thing for doctors and po- uh, patients, uh, do- uh, office managers and patients. It's the same for lawyers and clients. Sure. It, it's the same all the way across the board. So the same basic principles apply to everyone. We'd like to thank you for being with us today and remind you again to uh, send your email to hal at businessworks.us with any questions you might have. Welcome back. This is Hal Alpiar and Johnny Stites for BusinessWorks. So Johnny and I were just talking about uh, – we were talking about the three uniques, Hal, and I thought we ought to discuss that a little bit because sometimes the professional friends of ours, they don't they don't always see themselves as unique. They're all doctors are the same, right? All the lawyers are the same. <laughs> Except they may see themselves differently, but they don't articulate that well. Well, they're right about that. I think it's an ego-related uh, situation when you're a professional and you've gone through all the training and, and things that they have. Uh, I think they tend to see themselves in a different light, but you're right about not being able to communicate it very well. Well, from the standpoint of just the consumers out there, 
we don't see them that differently because we weren't in the school with them. We don't know what their grades were. Right. We don't know how effective they were and, and what kind of bedside manners they have or, or a willingness to discuss with people their issues and problems. Right. So my thought is, is if they could understand this concept of three uniques, they ought to be identifying the three things that they do better than anybody else in the, in their market. Services, or is that what you yeah. mean? Yeah. Whether okay. their services better or whether products better, if you're talking about a business. But at any rate, your customers need to know those. And when you start sitting down trying to think of them, it's really tough. It's hard. It took us a long time in our company to Can do that. Can you give that. us a couple examples of that? I think it's a good topic here. Well, in, in my company, what we did is we finally realized that the people we wanted to go after were people who understood that not all contractors were the same. And so we tried to find people who were looking at something more than just price. They were actually looking for a contractor that provided excellent service, quality materials, wonderful people who were family people because they're going to be in their houses and their businesses and you wanted to make sure that you had good, honest people there. Right. So it's important in more ways. And so we started looking at uh, how can we articulate that to our public? How can we articulate that to our employees? Because I would say to our employees, look, guys, you all are doing things that a brain surgeon can't do. You have a different skill set. It's no less important as a plumber than a brain surgeon because when somebody has a stopped-up commode, they don't care about what a brain surgeon can do. And so you need somebody that can get there and take care of that. So so we, we worked hard at trying to articulate what our three uniques were. One we saw was that we were able to provide both design and construction, for instance, we guaranteed our price for two years instead of one. Things that were very unique to our business that you didn't normally see in the construction industry. Well, that that's great. I think those are really important points. And it, yes, if a if a, a surgeon, a physician, or a practice manager, uh, a lawyer, or an accountant can can get themselves to focus on that, uh, I think that that all by itself becomes the groundwork for doing the kind of marketing they need in order to attract more business. Well, it is, business. and that kind of takes you into the marketing and helps you see that marketing is evolving more than just an ad. The the marketing really, um, I, I want to just address this for a minute. We're, we're talking about a whole lot of different uh, functions. Marketing, most people have no clue about this, and I, and I can say that with some authority from years of teaching it. There are things that fit under the marketing umbrella, so to speak. If you were to take a pen and draw yourself an umbrella, a big one, uh, and have that handle come all the way to the bottom of the page and put a little frills on it and put in there marketing, the word marketing, and this applies to products and services as well. It applies to businesses and professional practice growth. Uh, underneath that marketing umbrella are functions of marketing, which include sales, advertising, promotion, public relations, pricing, merchandising, image development, branding, networking. So all of these things and more are part of marketing. And we hear misrepresentations every day of that 
Some people think that everything's part of sales or everything's part of public relations. It's not. Marketing is the umbrella. All of those other things are functions of marketing. They are ways of reaching the public and and building a, a market base for yourself. This is Johnny Stites and Hal Alpr and Hal. One thing I might say is that there are people who put sales into marketing. I probably wouldn't do that because sales is more uh, how you are contracting with people to provide your service or your product. And the only part of sales that to me that makes sense to be included under marketing is to make sure. You, use the same logos, the same forms that really carry your brand all the way into the point of sale? Well, I think it's a lot more than that um, in the sense that sales, the, the words that are used are very critical. They have to come from marketing. They have to tie in with what's in the advertising. They have to tie in with what's in the public relations program. Um, and, and speaking of that, by the way, I'll just mention that we also now today are doing so much stuff online that it's important to remember that content, what's in your approach online in terms of words is still the king. That you can have all kinds of fancy videos and things like that on a website or in an email and the razzmatazz doesn't do it. It may attract attention, but it isn't going to make the sale. It's the content that makes the sale. It's the words that are used. Very important. And Johnny mentioned before about a, the importance of a wordsmith. Um, well, I would add too, Hal, to that point that uh, it's really important that people understand that when you go online with written content, the words are the only thing you're using to communicate. Because we know that 27% right. of communications involves the tone of voice and 54% is body language. We see none of that online. That's right. So that makes those words, since they're representing 100% of your communicating skills, you better get them right. Well, we have very receptive body language here. We're looking forward to hearing from you. Uh, please send your questions and comments to hal at businessworks.us. We will be very happy to respond on the air or in person, whichever you prefer. We look forward to speaking with you again next week and sharing some insights about marketing and the different aspects of it and how that interrelates with public relations and pricing and promotion and sales and merchandising, advertising and branding and all of that. And then we're going to move into a whole phase of discussion about branding and help you decide whether what you're using now works or doesn't work. We'd like to thank you for being with us today and remind you again to uh, send your email to hal at businessworks.us with any questions you might have. Have a great day.